And I'm Eric. And welcome to the Music Matters Media Podcast. And before we dive into today's episode, I would just like to say a little something really quick. I'm going to get sappy for a minute and just say that we are almost 10 episodes in now. And it hasn't even been two months for for us, uh, you know, making this podcast and, and putting it out there. And all the reception that this podcast has been getting is truly incredible. So I think it would be such a shame not to acknowledge all the listeners out there for giving, you know, this podcast a chance and for listening to us and, and um, you know, returning every week, every Monday to check us out. And uh, it really, really means the world to me because to see the reaction of hundreds of people all over the world listening to us is pretty insane. And um, I just wanted to, you know, show my gratitude and make sure that, you know, that you guys are acknowledged and that you know that it really means the world. Um, and I just think it's it's pretty mind-blowing that something that has just begun in a sense has already had such an amazing feedback and and reaction from from everybody who who's giving us a chance and if this is your first time listening thank you for even clicking on this and even listening to this and hopefully you'll stick around and um because it it really means a lot it really means a lot to me so yeah anyway on this episode we are going to be talking about the weekend and his new EP called My Dear Melancholy. Eric, what do you think about The weekend? What do you think about this EP? It was just released last Friday, last Friday. Yes. on March 30th at midnight. Yeah. So like the t- March 29th going yeah. into March 30th. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think overall? Um, definitely a throwback to his earlier mixtapes. You know, the trilogy. Or, to be more specific, House of Balloons, Thursday, and Echoes of Silence. Yeah, let me get into that really quick. Um, for those who might not know, I'll just let me take it back for, through his discography. He had three mixtapes that came out between the time of 2010-2011. House of Balloons, Thursday, and Echoes of Silence. They were later mixed and remastered um, in 2012 and known now as the Trilogy. So there was that. His first debut album was Kissland in 2013. Then we have Beauty Behind the Madness in 2015. That's his rise to fame. Mm-hmm. That's where, 
you know, hits started getting on the radio and he yes. started blowing up. That was Be- Beauty Behind the Madness, 2015. That was with hits like I Can't Feel My Face, The Hills, Earned It, Acquainted. All those hits were on there. Then we have Starboy in 2016. And Starboy had, obviously, Starboy, False Alarm, I Feel It Coming, featuring Daft Punk, also extremely popular. Then, previously this year, on the Black Panther soundtrack, came out in February 9th of, you know, 2018, Pray For Me. He did a song with Kendrick um, for that soundtrack. And now, finally, to catch everybody up to speed, My Dear Melancholy just came out last week. Go ahead, Eric. So it definitely does recall that earlier uh, era of his career, particularly, in my opinion, House of Balloons. It's definitely very dark, very full of, you know, electronic samples, electronic drums, his vocals, you know, never, never a complaint about his vocals. You know, it's consistent throughout everything he does. Sometimes his vocals are also treated electronically just to kind of, uh, you know, add to the darkness. And lyrically, it's classic weekend, in my opinion. I know outside of the podcast, you and I have spoken about this, but I always say this to you, Eric, that he is a modern-day Michael Jackson. Yes, I believe that Whenever I listen to his voice, I automatically um, relate it back to Michael Jackson, which makes sense because he has cited in the past that you know yes. his influences were Prince and Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, mm-hmm. that kind of vibe. Yes. So it really shows. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I feel like even... Even with him and who he is and what he stands for, he's absolutely much darker than than Michael Jackson ever was. Oh, totally. Well, he still has his own identity. Of course. You know? Um, But you can't not think of Michael when you hear him sing. He's definitely not in Michael Jackson's shadow whatsoever. He has his own identity, um, his own style of Mm -hmm. music, but you can't help but think of Michael, like you said, when you listen to him, because his vocal range and just style of uh, vocals. Yes, Very, very uh, engaging like Michael. Mm -hmm. All right, so I want to just dive right into this thing. I think we should just dive right into it. So let's start with the first track. This track is called Call Out My Name. All right, so I really love this one just because it's a throwback to his earlier mixtapes, kind of with a twist, lyrically speaking. So I'll explain what I mean by that. Usually with his lyrics, he talks about himself as this very tortured soul who needs to depend on drugs to be with women and all of that. Here, he talks about himself in a different light. He talks about himself as being very sacrificial towards this girl that he really likes. He gives a lot of things up for her, and she still doesn't appreciate what he's doing. So that, to me, is definitely a departure from his usual dark stuff i noticed that too i actually was going to bring that up as well i'm glad that you brought that up i was going to say that on this ep you Mm -hmm. you notice the fact that he's so emotionally vulnerable yes and that's a side that we really haven't seen from him in the past maybe glimpses of it here and there but this is where he's really just pouring his heart out and he's the vulnerable one instead of the person that he's seeing so a lot of people believe that this ep is solely focused on his relationship with his ex-girlfriend selena gomez However, listening through multiple times, I have gathered personally that it's not just about her. It is also about his ex-girlfriend, Bella Hadid, um, just Mm, because certain lyrics and different standpoints on each song 
you got to kind of put the pieces together. Like I said, I know yeah, yeah. I know not everybody's super into pop culture and stuff, so mm-hmm. um, which is totally fine. You can t- completely listen to this EP without knowing the context behind, uh, behind every song. the music. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it's enjoyable either way. I just yeah. want to throw that out there. Yeah. But if you do follow what's going on um, in their lives and stuff like that, it it does definitely make it more interesting, and you yeah, can kind of make more sense. You can kind of connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for example, on the song "Call Out My Name," the one that we're talking about, the intro mm-hmm. track, um, some people believe that there's a reference to Selena Gomez's kidney transplant that ah, she previously wow. had because um, she was diagnosed with lupus. Yeah, I remember that. I and remember she had to get that. a kidney transplant recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, there's a specific lyric in the song that says, I said, I didn't feel nothing, baby, but I lied. I almost cut a piece of myself for your life. Mm, Interesting. So whether that is literal or figuratively, either way, I think that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. And that's a pretty obvious reference too. Yeah. You know, for anyone who does keep up with that, like you said. Right. So I don't want to, you know, just... It's not a factual thing, mm-hmm. but just something that I picked up on. Right, right. Something to keep in mind. Right. So, um, I but for the track itself, okay, I love, love, love this track. Yeah, me too. I love that this is the intro track. It really grabs you and brings you in yes, um, for the rest of the experience of, for the EP. Yeah, yeah. It's kinda... Also, I just want to note real quick. A lot of people are calling this an album on the internet. This is not an album. This it's is an EP. This is an EP. This is an extended play. It's not an album. It's only six songs long, mm-hmm. and it's an EP. Yes. So for anybody who's calling it an album, it's not an album. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to make that and, clear. And uh, talking to your point about saying how the song draws you in for the rest of the experience, that's kind of what I felt the first time I heard the song High for This off of House of Balloons. Yes. That is definitely what it's like. Yes. You know, you listen to it and you immediately want to know more. You're like, who is The Weeknd? What's he about? What's this album about? Right. What's his past? You know, who who is he um, discussing? You know, you want to dig deeper yeah. than like, just surface level. Yes. What's the mystery? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So That's this, a really good way of putting it. What's the mystery? Yeah. So this song does a very good job of uh yeah of doing that i personally i love this song i think this is going to be the radio hit from from this ep Very if nice. i had to pick one song mm-hmm. off of this ep definitely going to be this uh song for two reasons number one because of all the speculation behind it of, of mm-hmm. what i just said yes um and because everything was just so recent with that yeah, you know yeah. that it's mm-hmm. very relevant right now and just the fact that it's just a banger like this song is yes. such a good song like putting that aside mm-hmm. Um, even if you have no idea what's going on with the weekend's personal life, this lyrically fantastic song. Yeah. So I think that if I were to make the call right now, I would say that this would be the radio hit. This one. So yeah, that's call out my name. Going into the second track, we have try me. What do you think about try me? So try me feels like a more upbeat song than the first one. Mm-hmm. And I like that in the lyrics. Really clever. He says, he, you know, when he talks about the girl that he's interested in, he says that he's not going to sabotage the current relationship she has. At the same time, though, he kind of gives off the impression that he doesn't have to because she's going to come to him based on her own free will. 
Right, and this song uh, specifically, going back to pop culture, because mm-hmm. uh, that will be my part in today's, <laughs> okay. um, you know, discussion, is uh, I think that this song is about Bella Hadid and not about Selena Gomez, and I'll tell you why. Exactly from, from what you just said, the history that those two shared, because they were in a lot longer relationship than, than mm-hmm. he was with Selena, even though Selena is his most recent yeah. um, long, long-term girlfriend, but before that, they were dating, and they just have such a history together. And there's a lot of references that he makes to that about, um, you know, mistakes that he's made in the past that they've both made. But, mm-hmm. you know, that there's still love there. And, you know, if if anything were to happen, you know where to find me and stuff like yeah, that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I think those are direct references towards that. That's really an- another clever use of uh you know, pop culture for those of you who follow it. Right. But yeah, I really, I really love the lyrics and the clever way he, uh, he tells that story where, you know, he just pretty much says, I'm not going to deliberately do anything to separate you from who you're dating. Because I don't have to. Exactly. I know you're, you're drawn to me, so I'll just wait. Right. And anybody who has been in a previous relationship especially where that person truly is your first love. Mm-hmm. Anybody will know, regardless if you were still together or if you moved on from that, you'll always have that connection to That's that person. That's a good angle to look at it from. Yeah. I actually did not think of it that way. Yeah, when when I heard it, that's where my mind went with that. So on the third track, we got Wasted Times. So lyrically speaking, to me, this is classic weekend, as we already know him. Uh, you know, with the references to drugs, to mind-numbing sex, you can just tell. You know, this is Weekend in his truest form. I love the effects on this song. Me too. I wanted to make a shout-out because I specifically, you know, researched this because I, I spoiler alert, this is one of my favorite tracks <laughs> off okay. of this EP. And I wanted to specifically look this track up because I was like, I love the effects on this track. Great yes. effects. The electronic the, elements, the exactly. drums. And they, get, they definitely retained that classic sound from his earlier days. And guess where that came from? Where? Skrillex was a producer of this wow, okay. track. Cool. And then I was like, that collaboration between the two, magic. Very nice. Loved it. So yeah, spoiler alert, this is... Hands down, one of my favorite tracks. That's cool. That's cool. EP. That's cool because I'm not really used to, you know, talking about Skrillex, but I really do. That's a really nice surprise. Yeah, right? Like, I I saw his name mentioned, but I wasn't too sure where he fit into the album. I wasn't sure what song specifically he worked on. So now that you brought that up, I'm even more surprised in a good way. Yeah, I would kind of say, I would describe this track and the majority of this EP as like an R&B electronic pop vibe. Not super poppy, but it has elements of it. It's just enough for you to be able to point that out. Yes. All right. So moving forward, we have I Was Never There. Another song that (laughs) has touches of his past, which is going to be the running theme for this entire EP that it's got touches from his past. Uh, lyrically speaking, this is a weird one because I feel like in terms of lyrics, he definitely goes even backwards to his earlier style. I feel like the references to drugs and sex are even stronger on this one than on the previous song. They're more explicit. Unfortunately, though, you don't get too much detail on this song mm-hmm. in the lyrics. I kind of feel like it depends way too much on the choruses. Right. So whatever detail there is to the story kind of comes up short 
Right. For me personally, the instrumentals is what drove me crazy mm. on the song. Um, t- that blaring alarm that noise, droning, that, that droning wee- sound, right? I can't even, you know, that was my, I mean, that was my attempt. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't really mind it all that much. And the only reason why I don't mind it kind of going off script a little is because Jack White's new album has a lot of that. Oh, I see. So, okay. um, you know, for me, point, it completely detracted yeah, yeah. from, you know, for, for the, for the song because I couldn't focus on what was yeah, going on. Yeah, I know on. what you mean. Like you tried to, but then that thing kept coming back. And yeah, like, and that's oh. all I began to just hear. And it just, <laughs> it really made the rest of the song hard to get through for mm, me. Okay, I, I managed to tune that out somehow. <laughs> but um, yeah, to me, it You was... might notice it when you go back. Oh no, listen, yeah, of course. I, be... I know it's there. Yeah, but it's, it's like a really blaring alarm type of yeah, noise. Yeah, yeah, But to me, it's not, that's not the deal breaker for me. It's... The Not lyrics. to make a reference to False Alarm because that song was a banger. That was yes. on Starboy. I love that, <laughs> love that track. <laughs> but uh, yeah, to me, it's the lyrics that fall short on this. I, I wish there was more detail to the story, uh, more storytelling in general. I wish mm-hmm. it didn't rely too much on the choruses because to me, then it's just kind of rambling. But, you know, lyrically, I really do like it a lot. And it definitely brings back that explicit use of drugs and sex to get what he wants. Right. Common so. common themes in the weekend's history. Yes. <laughs> All right. And then the next track we have Hurt You. Very good song. Um, it emphasizes the weekend's personality, in my opinion. Like, I think out of any song on this EP, this truly encompasses who he is. So explain is... that a little bit further. So, you know, the running theme throughout his career is that, and like I said prior is that he is the bad boy. He is the one who's there to take the pain away through drugs, through sex, through any means necessary. And he doesn't care about the consequences. And I feel like in this song, he somehow managed to capture all of that in just that time frame. So I think he did a great job with that. I don't know if you... Have you heard the song Pray For Me off of the Black Panther soundtrack? Well, yes. I heard it during the movie. Yeah, but other than that, like, have you taken the time to actually listen to it other than the movie itself? No, I have not. Okay, so when you get a chance, I want you to listen to Black Panther, the soundtrack, that specific song, Pray For Me, featuring Kendrick Lamar, Mm -hmm. and then listen to Hurt You, back to back, Mm -hmm. and tell me how you feel about it. Because as soon as I listen to uh, Hurt You... Mm -hmm. It reminded me exactly of of Pray For Me. Really? Yeah. It has the same tone off of, you know, the same tune as Pray For Me. And in in my opinion, this song kind of has, musically speaking, has touches of uh, Beauty Behind the Madness and Starboy Mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's got sounds from those two albums, Mm -hmm. but the lyrics are closer to his uh, mixtape era. Right. So, um, yeah, so I just, I don't know if anybody out there feels that way, but I strongly got that vibe of Pray For Me when I listened to Hurt You. Um, I really love the song Pray For Me. I also enjoy Hurt You, but if I had to pick from the two, Mm -hmm. um, just because to me they sound so similar, I would go with Pray For Me just because of Kendrick Lamar. (laughs) Um, Anybody who who has listened previously, I think we've spoken about this briefly, mm-hmm. knows that I think that Kendrick Lamar currently is one of the best rappers in the yes, game. Yes, me too. I think and too. Uh, he did uh, really great things with that soundtrack. Yes, absolutely. Um, I know that this is a podcast about music, so I won't go into the movie, but I love the movie too. I mean, I could talk on and on about the movie <laughs> itself. Yes. 
But um, so anyway, going back to, to the songs, if I had to pick between the two, I think I would lean towards Pray For Me just because of the fact that I love the collab. Um, and mm, I just okay. think that they sound so similar. So it's in a way it was kind of disappointing because obviously you want something new. You're right, getting right. six songs. Um, I know it was kind of like a surprise yeah, yeah. Um, EP, you know, drop. But at the same time, to be rehashing things yeah, like that, yeah, especially yeah. in that short amount of time where the mm-hmm. soundtrack came out in February earlier this year. Yes. And then this just came out, you know. Yeah, uh, you're kind of like, uh, kind of wish it was too a close. newer. Yeah. yeah, too close. So, yeah, that's my thoughts about it. It's not a bad song at all, but because it's so similar, it kind of throws me off a little bit. Where mm, I'm just okay. like, I, I would rather li- listen to Pray For Me than listen to, to this. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, and then we have the closing track, which is Privilege. I love the lyric, enjoy your privileged life because I'm not going to hold you through the night. We said our last goodbyes, so let's try to end it with a smile. I think it's the perfect closing uh, closer for the, the yeah, track absolutely. because uh, for the EP rather because it really just capsules every emotion. Yeah, absolutely. And and ends it. You know, yeah, hell yeah. So I can't think of another track on this EP that would have been a better closer than this song. Yeah, and what's funny is the contradiction between the lyrics and the music because if you notice, the music is very laid back and relaxed. Probably the most laid back song on this album. Yet the lyrics are probably the most depressing. Yeah, very dark. And yeah, and so the contradiction of those two is nice. And I really like that. Even when the song ends, it ends with these really distorted electronic sounds. Yeah, kinda. it kind of just symbolizes the madness he's going through. I love the effects on both um, Wasted Times and Privilege. Yeah. They really stood out to me, the mm-hmm. effects on both songs. Um, it really added another element to the oh, song. Yeah, for sure. So definitely agree with you on that. Um, being that this is a six-track EP, I figured we would pick two of our favorite songs and then one least favorite. So my least favorite is actually I Was Never There. Only because of the lyrics, I kind of feel like he depended too much on the chorus to carry the song, and it just felt like he was rambling at that point with the chorus. I felt like there could have been more detail with his verses. But, um, you know, other than that, that's my only complaint. I feel like as a song, it was good. It just could have used better lyrics. So we actually both agreed on this track, um, and we didn't know that going into this podcast, but that's <laughs> that's pretty cool, because um, my least favorite is also I Was Never There, but it's it's my least favorite for different reasons. It's my least favorite because instrumentally, I just can't get um, behind the track. Mm, I because think of that, that droning sound, right? Yeah, it's just that alarm noise, whatever you want to call it, it's just, it really detracts from the song, mm. and I can't get that past that to enjoy the rest of it or to try and enjoy the rest of it where it just really, um, I think that if that was removed, then Mm, maybe the song would have had a better chance in my book. Right, right. But um, yeah, that's definitely my least favorite as well. So moving on, what are your two favorite tracks? So definitely the last one is one of my favorites, Privilege, Depressing Lyrics versus Laid Back Music. I think that that also really encompasses what The weekend is all about. You know, someone who internally is uh, very tormented by a lot of things, but on the outside, he seems to be uh, very relaxed and very in control. And what's your other favorite? Call Out My Name. Just because, you know, it's it's the first thing that draws you into this EP. It's the first thing you hear. And I just love how he uses the lyrics uh, 
to explain his point, especially now that you brought up the whole him giving a piece of himself to the person. I thought that was very clever. And I also just love the throwback to House of Balloons and that earlier style. So that would have to be my second favorite. So for me, one of my favorites is Wasted Times. Very nice. I love the vibe of this song. I love the effects. I love that Skrillex was a producer on this track. Um, definitely one of the standout tracks for me that I will keep going back to, you know, um, because you know how it is when you listen to something when, for, when it first comes out and you listen to it, you listen to it, but then over time when the hype dies down and there's other things to listen to in your music library, how many songs do you really get around to? Do you go back yeah, and listen exactly. to the whole thing? Do you listen to songs here and there? It really depends on the quality of the music. Yeah. Does it really hold your interest or is it like you just said? You know, are you really just caught up in that moment? In the trend of, of yes, listening to it. Yes. Right. So I think with this song in particular, I'll always come back to. Um, Very nice. Very love nice. this track, Wasted Times. And then my second favorite, also agree with you, is Call Out My Name. Nice. Um, I said this earlier. This is going to be the radio smash. Mm. I guarantee this will be the radio smash. The lyrics, the instrumentals, everything about it screams the weekend i love his vulnerability i love that he's showing a different side to himself yes he's so used to being the bad boy and so used to being the selfish one and you know i'm gonna get this because this is what i wanted this is what i needed for right this time it's he's got a greater purpose this track is all about desperation yes so it's just, it's nice. It's refreshing that we're yes. getting something different. You know? And it's it's refreshing to those people who like to put The weekend in a box and say, oh, lyrically, he's the same. He doesn't change. Well, this time he said so. He, he, he showed that. He's showing more vulnerability and he's showing that it's not all about him all the time, that he has another side and that that side cares for other people. So... I really like that about this EP. And I think as a whole, this EP is really for the diehard weekend fans. Because as you said earlier, this really is a tribute to his earlier um, music. Oh, yeah. To the trilogy, even to um, Kissland. You can even say Beauty Behind the Madness. Mm -hmm. I would say everything before Starboy. Starboy Starboy was his commercial peak. Right, his mainstream success. And it's definitely more popular. Mm Mm-hmm. And it has a lot more, um, it has radio hits, just like Beauty Behind the Madness had radio hits, but um, definitely in a more popular direction. You oh, know? yeah, for sure. Whereas his earlier stuff, as soon as I listened to his EP, I linked it back to his earlier stuff yeah. I, um, I, I, from I the trilogy. That, yes. I, and, I love that um, he's still got a moving forward type mentality in terms of the lyrics. He shows that he has a more vulnerable side, but at the same time, he kind of says, if anyone has any doubts... I can still go back to my old style of writing, which is, you know, very sexual and very drug-induced. And I also like that in comparison to his previous work, the songs flow easier. I kind of feel like the songs are shorter. Yeah, I was going to say, the only thing that's missing is the length of the songs. But I like the fact that the songs are shorter because to me that's more accessible to majority of yes, people. Yes. You know, not everybody has the time to, to listen to a nine to ten minute song, which is like more of his you know, part of the trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Going back towards that era yeah, where on he average has, they were like four minutes and change, longer than that, you know. Right. He would have these extended songs where mm-hmm. it, a lot of it was just added, you know, instrumentals. So I think it's definitely more accessible to a wider audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for ra- that reason. For that reason, exactly. 
Um, but it's definitely owed to his older stuff. Um, there are glimpses of Starboy and Beauty Behind the Madness on this, but I think yeah. it's really an ode to his older stuff. Mm-hmm. So I would say, um, overall, if you enjoyed The weekend's older stuff and if you are a die-hard weekend fan, then this is definitely... Oh, yeah. You'll enjoy this, no problem. Right Absolutely. up your alley. Yeah. Um, I do think, though, for people who are still on the Starboy, tr- you know, Starboy train, yeah. um, who got into him through that... This um, might be a little era. bit of a departure for you. Yeah, it might take a little uh, time to grow on you, and you mm-hmm. might have to have a couple repeated listens for you to really get into it. And I just want to say one more thing before we log off. Take from it what you will. But I want to say that listening to this really... Um, re- we were talking about The weekend's vulnerable side, you know? Mm-hmm. And how he emotionally uh, opened himself up for for the world to listen to in his desperate time, you know, that Mm -hmm. he's going through. And I just wanted to say to people that sometimes pain, um, even though it's, it sucks, but we all experience it. And sometimes pain can create the most beautiful art, the most beautiful outcome. Um, sometimes it can just be an outlet to really express yourself and create yes. something that's a masterpiece. I just wanted to tell people that if you're going through stuff, because we all have been been there, whether it be a relationship or friendship or family, mm-hmm. regardless, or school or work, we, we all have things that we go through, daily struggles and stuff that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it could just be so painful where you just have that uh, that sinking feeling in your chest. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that lump in your throat and yeah. it feels like you're never going to get through it. But if you release all of that creatively, it's very therapeutic. I think, yeah, yeah. I think it's very therapeutic. And, and what this has shown to me specifically, me listening to this and, and thinking about the backstory behind it really is one of those things, fall down seven times, stand up eight. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's just, you know... Life is always going to throw you curveballs. People are going to get hurt, you know? That's inevitable. But mm-hmm. it's really about how you deal with it afterwards is what's going to um, predict the outcome of how your life is going to be, you know? Of course. And I think it's it's good that he used this as a form of therapy to really just release, you yeah, know? absolutely. And regardless, you know, not everybody's a musician, but regardless of what you do, whether you paint or write or sing or exercise or whatever it may be, yes. use that as a tool to better yourself. Yeah, there's always healthy ways to let it out. You know, don't turn it into a handicapped thing where you have to lead to to doing, and it's ironic that I'm saying this on the weekend's yes, episode, yes. But, but don't turn this into a thing where you have to turn to drugs or turn to alcohol or, yes. or mask it in other ways that, mm-hmm. that is not necessarily the most healthy for you mentally and physically, yeah. but rather do what he did and take it as a way to better yourself moving forward and release it in a healthier way. You know, exactly. and you know, the, the truth is we're all going to go through things and we're all going to get hurt and it's going to suck, you know, and you got to take that time to be hurt. Um, you got to process, you got to process it and you have to take that time to really just 
feel those feelings, you know? But I think the important part is the aftermath of it is after you're, you're done, you know, and you're ready to, to finally move on, make sure that you, you go all the way, you know, there, don't, don't hold yourself back by thinking coulda, woulda, shoulda, and all these other, you know, don't have regrets about it. Whatever has happened has happened and you just have to let it be, let it go and rather take it as a learning experience, you know, and learn from it. Um, whether you were in the wrong or the other person was in the wrong, it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things because whatever happened was meant to teach you something moving forward. Um, and I truly, truly believe that. So exactly. It's, it's up to you whether you really want to stay in that lonely place or if exactly. you want to move out of it. That is when I listen to this, like afterwards, I'm like, wow, he, he took all that pain that he was feeling, mm-hmm. released it musically. And it created to me in my eyes, a really great piece of work. That, that was a catharsis for him. Right. So. And I think that everybody should do that yeah. in one way or another. Like I said, everybody is not a musician, but there's so many ways that you can take that pain and release it in a healthy way where it can create something beautiful, you know? Of course. And um, I think that it's truly up to you. It's It's all mental, you know? It's all in your head. And I think it's truly up to you to decide what you're going to do moving forward. You can let the bad experiences that happen to you make you and make mm-hmm. who you are. Or you can have the mentality where, you know, life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. Exactly. So, I said it better myself. So yeah, getting getting a little deep here <laughs> on this podcast. There's also just one more thing I wanted to add. I don't know if you picked up on this, Eric, but so um, the EP is called My Dear Melancholy, mm-hmm. but it's actually My Dear Melancholy with a comma after melancholy. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, really? That. Wow. And to me, my interpretation of that is it starts out like a letter. Ah, okay. And this whole EP is like an open letter. Wow, very cool. Um, That's a very nice observation. Yeah, so I liked, I liked that whole it he leaves like little easter eggs for people to, yeah, yeah. to pick up he on leave things open-ended I like yeah that. where it's like it's whether it be in the music itself or the way that it's presented mm-hmm. but he, there's a lot of things open to interpretation so that's really cool. that's the way i like to look at it at least that it's it's an open letter for for whoever wants to l- take the time to listen you know yeah Um, but anyway, guys, on that note, we're going to, we're going to wrap this up. I really want to know your opinions on this EP. Do you like the weekend style, like prior to beauty behind the madness or are you more beauty behind the madness and Starboy era type of people? Do you like, like the dance pop R and B side of the weekend or do you like the more ballad, slow R and B type of emotional vibe where he's just pouring his heart out? Um, yeah, so let us know and you can reach out to us on social media. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook. So feel free to look us up at Music Matters Media.